0: Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queen's podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Manchester by the Sea, released in 2016 and directed by Kenneth Lonergan. The plot of the movie goes something like this. A man becomes the guardian of his teenage nephew after his brother dies. Yeah. This
1: movie was long. I thought this movie was really good. Did you? Yeah. I thought the ending was a bit long. Um, but I, on the Melissa looks at her watch scale, I re- I thought it was really good. It was hard work. And I I think I, I looked at my phone like four times. My, to find ju- the time. my jaw is tense after watching it. Like I tensed up through all the awkwardness and all the family no, so much drama and stuff. But I can't, I don't know, I, in spite of myself, in spite of knowing all that's going on around it, I still enjoyed it and thought it was good. Like well put together and interesting and meaty and an examination of the human condition and I think I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, as far as like kitchen sink dramas or family dramas go, I thought it was a pretty good one. Um, largely because the whoever wrote it like has actually spent time around real teenagers <laughs> and knows how to write them. But also, I mean, I just yeah. Um, I I thought it was good. Yeah, I just
0: I don't think I connected with it all that much. I think when you introduce the two main characters as kind of being assholes before, like anything happens, it sort of takes a while to get to a place where you like them. Um for me anyway, like Casey Affleck was introduced as being kind of an asshole. And I already don't like him, so it took me a really long time to even warm up to him at all. Right. Um he looks a lot like Ben in this movie too. He does. I was noticing that a lot.
1: I yet yeah, for whatever reason I didn't have any problem with him in this movie. This is a very Casey Affleck type of role though. Yeah. Like, he's played this role before. And I don't know, I just didn't find him too Asholic. Like, he was kind of a dick to a tenant who was kind of a dick to him. So No, like, no, yeah. after that when he picked a fight in a bar for no reason. Oh, yeah. The twice that he did that, he's just like, you
0: idiot. Well, no, but the second time you get it, right? The second time you understand why he's doing it. But the first time he just seems to do it because he wants to. Yeah. No, and we don't us- know anything about his
1: past at that point. So, all we're getting is he's kind of a dick. He's, yeah, he picks a fight because somebody looks at him wrong, which is yeah. pretty awful. I don't know. I just... I d- didn't agree with that, but for some reason it kind of made sense in the context of this person in this place, yeah. And what we'd already seen – like, we didn't know all about his past at that point, but we knew that he's got a pretty shitty kind of life and it's hard and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: I know, but you don't just go punching people in bars because your life is hard. No, no, I get it.
1: <laughs> like, it's just – it was it was unnecessary
0: and rude and just didn't, made me not like him very much. Right. Um, And, like – there were certain bits where I really felt it. Um, the flashback to his kids dying, that really got me to the point where when it returned to the main plot of the movie, I was like, oh, we're still doing this. And, uh, the, but the well, flashback yeah. structure in this was really confusing. There were times when I didn't know whether it was the past or the present for a few minutes
1: um, that I found confusing. I didn't have too much of a problem with the flashbacks. I thought they were kind of interestingly used. Like the first one we get is he's driving up to Boston because he knows his brother's in hospital and he has like a flashback of being on the boat and it's just sort of random and comes out of nowhere but it also kind of makes sense in the context of, you know, that something's wrong with your brother and you're racing to get home and all your memories kind of intrude at various points. So I liked the way they did that. Yeah. Doesn't it start, like it starts with a flashback,
0: right, of them on the boat and then the first flashback is like just a frame of him on the boat, like a very brief snippet on the boat when he's driving up yeah, yeah. in the it's, yellow it's, shirt, yeah, and that was like, okay, so we're doing this. It's but kind of jarring, but yeah. it is kind of jarring. But that one I sort of get. But there's other times when I couldn't figure out whether it was the present, like when he was packing up the
1: picture frames. That was quite clearly him packing up and moving his stuff back to Manchester for. But because we keep months. flashing back all the time, I couldn't figure out if it was him, like where
0: he was moving to and from and stuff. Um. And I had a moment where I couldn't figure it out. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention.
1: Yeah, no, that one, I didn't, that one was not, was quite clear to me. Okay. Um, that he I had a lot of, getting out of that job. Like,
0: I think I just kind of zoned out of it a few times right. because I felt like the movie was really long and I wasn't really connecting with the characters. I think I connected more with Michelle Williams and Lucas Hedges' as characters than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I kept wanting to see more of Kyle Chandler because I love him and he was so great in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, But like we spent, I, I think I just didn't connect with Casey Affleck's
1: character that much. So we spent so much time with him that I kind of, yeah, I don't know, Zoned for whatever it. reason I connected with his character, maybe I'm kind of a dick, but <laughs> I found him quite easy to connect with. Um, just the sort of having to take responsibility and not wanting to take responsibility and also trying to deal with your own stuff and the practicalities of like what you've now got to deal with. I, I just, yeah, I kind of related to him mm. um, and, and didn't have a problem. But I suspect that, that that's kind of the key to the film if you don't connect with him. You won't connect with anybody. Um,
0: well, no, I mean, I did with Michelle
1: Williams especially. So you especially. Won't connect I with the movie was, as a whole. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, she was
0: great, I thought, Michelle Williams. Um, to, she had like three scenes. And I she found
1: – She was really good. Yeah, she that. was really good. I, her wig in the later scenes was really distracting. It was really distracting. <laughs> but, um, but she was She great. <laughs> was really – the bit at the end that sparks off him going to get stupid drunk and starting a fight, That that scene is just like – incredible and intense and two mm. amazing actors like if you're ever looking for an audition piece and need a two-hander or a monologue to do oh my god like mm. they were so good and and it's another one uh a bit like well, like moonlight i guess where it's a lot about what's not said kind of thing it's it actually these people talk like real people talk and real people don't have and talk over each other all yeah, the time so they, you can't understand the dialogue right exactly and real people don't lay out their feelings in emotionally complicated speeches. They hide them and they have trouble getting getting it out. Like the bit where she is talking to him, she wants to apologize to him. Her trying to get that that difficult mm. thing out, you just kind of, you really, un- like that's real and very affecting. I
0: yeah, thought. that was like, a, I had like a visceral reaction to that one. That was good. Uh, oh. But I think I felt that with like her scenes. Like again, the, the burning the house down bit. Oh was my god! Like her, it was. I think, and and even like when he comes home and sees the family, like she kind of sells it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought she was really good. Um, oh yeah, that
1: bit where where we where they're still married and he's got the ki- they mm. got the kids. That was very real. Like yeah. the way he kind of wanders in after being on the boat and he's probably stinky and whatever, and she's sick and home with three little kids. And, like it very much, very real and kind of normal and relatable. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I liked all of that. So, and and um, there was this other thing that I liked when, the, when um, Patty is the kid, goes to see his mum mm. and how it sh- throws into sharp relief the difference between that relationship and the relationship that he has with Casey Affleck mm. and the relationship that he had with his dad and stuff. Mm-hmm. I liked that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Even if Matthew Broderick was really distracting.
1: Yeah, that was just so random. Like, they should not have cast someone so famous in such a tiny part. Yeah, really distracting. It makes sense.
0: Especially since, like – and the I don't know who played the mother. Gretchen Moll. I thought that might be – but I thought she was good. But I didn't mm. think she was good in this. Yeah. I didn't. I found her really distracting as well. Like, she was all mannerisms. Yeah. Mannerisms.
1: I didn't – yeah, the, the bit in the hospital. Yeah. That was – it was a bit – didn't quite match with what everybody else was doing. Right. And then I yeah. felt that way as, as
0: well during the awkward scene where she was, like, it, it just didn't fit with the – tone of the movie
1: or the mm, like pace the, of the movie yeah. or anything she just was kind what, of what she was doing made a lot more sense in the scene the awkward lunch scene mm. but it's still yeah she was still a bit kind of overwrought maybe mm. is the thing like but also she was like you it got it got felt very manned to acting. me yeah yeah uh, as opposed to um Casey Affleck and um Lucas Hedge Lucas Hedges, is that Lucas Hedges I think Hedges um who were both excellent and you really they sort of just inhabit their characters. Like, you, the way they move around and they mumble and shout at each other. And, and Michelle Williams, too, I, I actually really quite enjoyed the way she, the relationship that she and Casey Affleck had yeah. before they. They lose their kids because it's that kind of they're constantly telling each other to fuck off and fuck you. And like, it sounds on the surface like they hate one another, but they clearly love one another. It's very, I know it's
0: Manchester, but like they're, they're near Boston, right? Right. Yeah, it's very like much like anything away. that I've ever seen of Boston yeah, in any movie. It's a,
1: they do, they all seem like Massachusetts people. Even the scene where he's driving like, a, like he, he's driving and he's behaving like a joke on the road. I'm like, yes, yeah. that's Massachusetts people are renowned for that
0: yeah so and and all the repression of feelings and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff yeah. um so much repression of feelings yeah um there was something i was going to say enough oh i still want to know how the brunette child grew up to be the red-headed lucas hedges <laughs> still well, haven't I mean, figured that out well
1: he's more of a mousy brown as a kid
0: yes but, but yeah he, he actually is a, is a
1: true redhead by the time he's a teenager yes like that was also and his mother uh, there is kyle chandler with dark hair and uh, sorry, his mother is is Gretchen Mollen is who's blonde, and his father is Carl Chandler with dark hair. Like, I don't yeah. know whether red hair it... does skip generations. Th- that is true, um. but it usually doesn't
0: suddenly manifest as a teenager. <laughs> no, <laughs> I found a, there were a lot of continuity errors in this movie. I think I just noticed them all because again, because you kind were of but worrying about that. Um, yeah. but there were a lot. There's a lot. I was mm-hmm. really surprised. <laughs> like, yeah, Windows will be down and then they'll be up in the next shot. And I think it might be because they did a lot of like – and I think this might be the problem with the, the length as well. I feel like they took – they did a lot of shots, like a lot of – they took a lot of film, mm. right? Oh, yeah. They it ran feels it, like it under the credits. They, it feels like a movie where they just had a lot of raw footage mm. to deal with and they kind of – Rather than like having a plot, they kind of pieced it together to make one. I and yeah. um and I think that's where a lot of these continuity problems come from because they're not mm. actually like they're not uh, designing it that way. That they're, they're they were kind of
1: piecing it together. It wouldn't surprise me if there was like a workshop element to it. Kenneth Lonergan's a playwright, mm. and um and he's worked with Casey Affleck as well. Like Kenneth Lonergan's most famous play is "This Is Our Youth," which I believe was like Casey Affleck was like one of the original cast of that okay um when it it debuted in, um the West End and I wouldn't surprise me if I don't think he's worked with all these other act these a lot of these actors before that they if they workshopped it mm. and then yeah took the f- footage and like I didn't actually notice the continuity errors I was taking the opportunity to use this film to work through my own stuff which i think is probably a good way to use this film like it's one of those ones where you'll think about how these sorts of things manifested in your own family when you had to deal with deaths and family shit and all that kind of stuff Mm. um so i wasn't paying so much attention to the continuity it sort of didn't matter as much to me
0: okay yeah i didn't i just didn't connect with it all that much like it didn't bring all that many feelings out of me like Mm. you know something like moonlight did yeah um and i know it does for a lot of people because a lot of people have talked about how great it is yeah and i was just sort of sitting there like oh is it i thought it was better in showing up like in in Examining the relationships, you know, like having mm. those those funny moments and and how Lucas hedges how Paddy deals with his dad dying and mm. and I thought that was more interesting actually, because I think that was a more interesting story yeah um, that or the the previous the kids dying, but that was so intense uh, yeah um. And, and t- to mix them together, sometimes it made it feel like one was less important than the other one and things like that. Mm. And I, I know what the film was trying to do, but I kind of would
1: get jolted around a bit by that sort of thing. Well, because the storyline where the parents survive a house fire in which three kids die, that is like in and of itself, that could generate a whole movie of its own. Of and them it's so coping upsetting and so heartbreaking. with, oh, it's just awful because you like, well, I mean, it's so heartbreaking because you know that had there'd been one adult awake in there they would have sacrificed themselves to get the kids out right um but you know for like horrible reasons he he'd wandered off and she was passed out and you just you can imagine all the blame and recrimination and stuff and you could but you kind of have to because they don't actually show it on the screen yeah and it but it's so intense and so big it's almost like a kid losing their dad to heart disease who knew he was sick and all that, and he's a teenager and is like it's almost like Run of the mill, ordinary. Happens all the time. Yeah,
0: and I think the movie was supposed to be about like it it took me a long time to figure out what they were trying to do with it, right? Mm. And I think the idea is supposed to be about how Lee. By the way, their last name is Chandler, which made me really like distracted Mm. every time because Kyle Chandler played the played Joe Chandler. Played Joe Chandler. Um, but um, the the way that the movie like, was structured. It took me a really long time to figure out that this is supposed to be about a story about a guy going back to his hometown after something really terrible happened. Mm. Everybody has these expectations of him and how he copes or doesn't cope with that. Yeah. That's really the plot line of the movie because right. that's where the film ends, right? Begins yeah. and ends. But because it's so distracting in the middle and because there's all these different things going on, mm. it's hard to remember what you're trying to be paying attention to. Yeah. Um. And, like, it, it's sort of like, oh, you know, you end the, the movie kind of pulls you away from feeling bad for Patty because it makes you feel bad for Lee instead, and like Patty's grief kind of takes a back seat when it shouldn't because it's mm. the focus of the current storyline. Um, and things like that, I felt were kind of it felt a little unbalanced to me.
1: Mm. Yeah, and, and because Patty was so good, like because yeah, he, he, the actor is so good, he really dominates when he's there. Like, and his in, and you start to really get sucked into his. Storyline and Like his breakdown bit,
0: which happened for all of two seconds and probably deserved yeah. a lot more time, was so good. He did such a good job that you're just totally sucked in. So when you get mm-hmm. out of that, you're like, oh, it's really jarring.
1: Yeah, because you don't really – like he spends a lot of time just like surface coping mm. and he's not – he seems to be doing fine. And it, there's a bit where he's he goes to school the day after his father has died. Mm-hmm. But then he also – he specifically says – I want the distraction of hockey. Yeah. So he's doing yeah. that because right. He's and then to so we himself. fast forward to his hockey coach talking to him because he's just clearly just punched somebody, right, and completely mouthed off and misbehaved. But we don't see that. And the thing is, that's like a really no, clear- no, yeah. He's talked about that. That's from the day before. Oh, the thing we see the day right. before. Okay. Um, like he does that, that just before he
0: finds out that his dad died.
1: Yeah. And but and the coach talks to him the following day. Yeah. Because right. That he had so to that leave. doesn't actually. It would have almost have made more sense if he turned up to hockey practice and freaked out, and and I, that's how I read that as well. I thought he turned up and he punched somebody yeah, the again. The time structure yeah. of this
0: movie is confusing. And then we had flashbacks in between there as well, so that's why I think mm. you get this jolty, yeah. jerky kind of thing going on. Also, Tate Donovan is in those two scenes, yeah. and we never see him again. No, he just kind of shows up. But he's, who's the guy, who, like, the guy who ends up adopting – Paddy, who is, like, the definition of, like, rumpled and disheveled. <laughs> was, like, every scene that he's in, yeah, he's yeah. like, <laughs> it's funny. I, I don't know the actor's name, but I, he seems, you know, very familiar. That was a plot line that was also, like, you kind of knew that that was what they were going to end up doing, mm. I think, because he was so conveniently there so often. Mm. And I, you can sense that they're trying to give you this idea of this small town where everybody knows each other and mm. stuff. But they, they, again, they, they pay so little attention to that so much of the time that you only get very brief moments of that, like the, the woman in the, um, office. Yeah. And so things like that, and then he goes to an auto place after that. But you're not sure what he's doing like, there. Well, it's is he
1: looking it, for a job. It seems is that's he, yeah, he's looking for a job. But it's I thought like, he might be trying to buy a new car because they kept complaining about the car. Yeah, or a motor for the boat that also needs a new motor. Right, like yeah. they don't
0: they do these things all the time with this movie where you're not sure what's happening.
1: Yeah, and I guess the the idea is that it's you're dropped into the middle of this town. And right, and you- if you're swept up in the emotion of it, I suppose yeah. it might be different. Whereas I am try of- sitting there trying to piece it together,
0: <laughs> mm. used to it all, yeah. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I thought the girl who played um, one of the girlfriends was really good. Not the blonde first one, or brunette. The, bl- the blonde one. Blonde one, yeah, I liked that's her. Um,
1: Anna Barishnikov, I think.
0: Okay. I liked her. Yeah. Um, and her mother was the girl from Miss Congeniality, and it took me a really long time to figure it out.
1: Right. I was very distracted. I haven't that seen have Miss Congeniality, but I, yeah, she looks like, um, when I first saw her, I thought she was Carrie Mulligan. And then I worked out that it was someone else, but yeah.
0: Carrie Mulligan would have been good in this movie. This is the kind of, this is a very Carrie Mulligan y movie. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why you would think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, Carrie Mulligan looks a lot like Michelle Williams.
1: Yes, she does.
0: Um, Heather Burns is the name of the actress.
1: Oh, radio. Okay. Yeah, I was try- I was just looking for her and I can't find her, but yeah. Okay. What else has Gretchen Mol been in? I-, I know from Rounders that is literally from my Matt Damon face. That's okay. why I know her. I, um, it's just a name that strikes she's, me as very familiar. It is. I sh- yeah, she was like, oh, these credits are written in the wrong order. All right. Gretchen <laughs> Moll is in, let me have a look.
0: That soundtrack was working hard too.
1: Oh, the organs through the when he was interrogated by the fire yeah, right. department. That was distracting for me. Yeah, that was quite
0: distracting. Um, there was a, a like Ray Charles cover of um, mm. "Oh What a Beautiful Morning" from Oklahoma.
1: Yes, it was bizarre. That was so weird. <gasps> It's yeah. so distracting from what was going on in the scene to me because <laughs> I was thinking about that song. Oh, um, Gretchen Moll's on TV a lot now. She's in Life on Mars and Boardwalk Empire, and t- I mean, she's done mov- other movies. She played Betty Page. That's what. Yeah. Yep. That's that would be mm-hmm. it. That's that what I was it. thinking
0: of her as. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. I Yeah. I didn't think she was very good in this,
1: but like, <laughs> it's all very. Um. It looks pretty. Mm, It's beautiful that um location, which is presumably the real Manchester. They
0: love that location. Yeah. Wow. Like, that is the name of the movie and the credits of the movie and, like, every scene transition is a shot of mm. the location, the freezing – I don't
1: – people really seem to love freezing cold places next to water. Well, I quite appreciate it because it's we've been just been through a heat wave here. I kind of liked watching this movie. That was We actually came out and it was cold outside. <laughs> this is how long we were in the movie for. When we
0: went in, it was summer and we left, it was winter.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, it, it was, was really long. I just didn't find it really long. I I, I literally, like, I looked at my watch about 10 minutes in because I was like, oh God, this is so awkward. And then I didn't look at it again until 10 10 past, like almost 10 past three, which is like an hour and a half later. Uh, But I mean, the awkwardness, I know you have trouble with awkwardness. Yeah. I think I'm coming around on awkwardness. I think, um, I don't know, it might have been Moonlight that kind of changed me, like, learning to appreciate. Moonlight didn't make me feel awkward. Well, learning to appreciate what people don't say and stuff, that that kind of stuff. No, I mean there was no, there were no scenes quite as awkward as, like, as in the, you know, in Moonlight, as awkward as this movie, like him Come on, trying to get laid with his girlfriend. Yes, oh, God. when they were
0: trying to talk down, like, not he was just sitting there not oh. talking downstairs. Well, oh, and the whole the, scene, Hated the whole lunch it. with the mother and the new partner. Yeah, but um, even before then, there's so much. Like when he mm. first gets to the hospital, and the thing is like. Oh. That that's like a grieving scene, but we're not in on that yet. Mm. Like we're not in on that yet. So to have that scene there without us feeling the grief is really difficult because it's really awkward. Mm. Things
1: like that that just like, I, I mean, I, I get what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, like it makes I sense just, in terms of nobody knows what to do. But like the thing is nurses and doctors are actually really good at this. Yeah, usually, and, right? And yeah, and, and I get that they've got like a relationship with a doctor that they know. Um, But the one Asian person in yeah. the entire movie. Yeah. Um. But at, at the same time, like when you go through this kind of stuff with doctors and nurses in hospitals, they're usually pretty good at taking yeah, you me through it all. That. The nurse was kind of like, yeah, she funny or she was funny. Yeah, I don't know if you like you've met nurses and you've wor- like you know what they're like. They're not like that. They're incredible. This kind mm. of thing. Um. But I think what's going on though is that. Do you want a Kleenex? That bit. Yeah. Like. <laughs> mm. Anyway, I mean, I get that it's. Everybody knows who he is, and they haven't seen him in years because of the whole horrible thing that happened to his family. And he has- right, and but we also, don't know that yet. Have you heard about the, the like? There's a couple of
0: times when they say, "Oh, you know, the rumors aren't true" and things like that. Mm. And I don't want to see him anymore. Do people think that he killed his family? It seems like that, right? Like, but yeah, we never get. They, it seems more like of that. the town blames him. But if that seems to be the main kind of emotional arc for him in this movie, mm. and yet it gets almost no attention,
1: right? And. It doesn't make any sense and we see his wife forgive him but we don't sort of see the progression through the town getting over it and realizing what because it's
0: this kind of very emotional, very tight two-hander that's also really distracted by everything else that's going on and that's Mm. kind of I think ultimately the problem that I was having with it is that like it couldn't decide which of those things it wanted to be. Mm. It couldn't decide whether it wanted to be that really well like – Yeah. That that really intense two-hander – between those two with some good moments from other people or whether it wanted to be this overarching story about him trying to find his place after this terrible thing had happened. Like it wasn't. And and also like because of those two kind of warring traumas, the emotional two-hander kept feeling unbalanced because they couldn't decide who we were supposed to be feeling for at different times and Mm. stuff like that. And maybe that is realistic, but it's also really kind of – for the audience, it's really difficult to, like, figure out what we're supposed to be focusing on. Mm. And so, for me, I didn't end up feeling, like, connected to it so much as just jumbled and confused. Yeah. And, like, but I, I didn't connect with Casey Affleck anyway, so mm. I don't know. Yeah. I just found him really not interesting. Mm. Like, the stuff around him was more interesting than he was.
1: Mm, yeah, I mean, sort of. I For me. Yeah, I, I think… The interesting part was that his journey is all about him worrying about his nephew and not dealing with his own stuff. But it, it, see, that's the thing; it isn't like he.
0: It, it it's, seems that way, but he spends a lot of time not worrying about his nephew. He spends well. It's
1: yeah. He's trying to like it's it's that weird like I don't want to do this. I have to do this kind of story tension. He doesn't want this responsibility, but he's the only one who cares kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, other people care too. Well, yeah, they the,
1: do, but like he's the only one, well, he seems to be the only who one. Can, who can
0: do it, but then they figure out a way at the end of the properly, movie to not do
1: that anyway. Well, yeah, so then that defeats the whole purpose well, of it. I did, story yeah, line. I didn't like that ending either because it seemed like we'd got a to cop a out? point. Yeah, well, it seemed like we got to a point where Casey Affleck's character actually realized that he was the proper person to take care of his nephew, yeah. right? But then he. They go through with the signing him over to be adopted by the guy who ran the boat who's already got four children to take care of. Yeah. It
0: was a Where at the beginning odd. of the movie they specifically say we don't want any more kids. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying mm-hmm. to get rid of kids at this point and then they just end up taking it. – yeah, it, it's, it felt like a cop-out. It yeah. felt like the And it movie felt like the character just- journey
1: had come to – like he had been on this journey and then he stepped back from it, mm. which maybe is realistic, but this isn't a true – this is not an adaptation of a true story – it's, you know, a movie that's supposed to tell you something, to take something that is quite true, although fiction, and – Give you, you know, an emotional arc? Yeah, exactly. Work out a way of working through that in a way that's, you know, realistic, but also tells a proper story. Right. Yeah. And and that's the thing where um, it got to the end and it, like, went on after the end. Like, yep. it should have ended with them burying Kyle Chandler. That is – that makes sense right and leaving that storyline it should have ended there right mm. but it also should have resolved properly the fact that that he was well it should have resolved with Casey Affleck deciding to stay in the town and, and deal with his shit mm-hmm. but it should have resolved that and it sort of didn't mm. and it didn't fe- and, and you were like when is it this going to end and then it sort of it, it both ended in the wrong spot and too early before resolving properly. And it also ended too late. Yes. After that having was too many exactly endings. how I felt at the end of the movie where, where you were like and,
0: – and I think the movie knows that they haven't fully resolved that relationship mm. that is the cornerstone of this movie. But at the same time, they don't want to actually finish it. Mm. And so they
1: don't. And the thing is like <laughs> after, after the funeral, they go and like eat ice cream and talk and hang out and stuff. And it's still months until he officially has to move back to Boston, right? Yes. And so you sort of know that probably sometime in that series of months he's going to f- decide that this is- he's going to stay. But they don't resolve that for you properly. But is he? Like, that's, I that's don't know, know. confusing. in this movie, like, it is really, it's, there's open-ended. And
0: then, I mean, that's the thing is that a movie should, like, complete an arc. And it doesn't. Uh-huh. It, it sort of gets yeah. – you're
1: just about to complete the arc and then it pulls yeah. the rug out I, from under you. I actually appreciate the bit of the arc where Casey Affleck, after getting in a horrible bar fight and like behaving like a jerk, hits a point where he thinks he's not able to be responsible, right? Yes. But, but they should have had that happen
0: the other way around. Yeah. But he should have done that. And then after that, they should have done the bit where he – um, Maybe where really. Lucas Hedges is like, you will get do anything to get rid of me. And then he was like, oh, I don't actually want to – leave right. him so if, and i do care about got, him and then
1: do the motor bit yeah well you, yes exactly yeah, the, <laughs> just all they have to do is the, just uh, switch those bits. S- we probably want to move lunch with mom as well yeah because that's, that's kind yeah. of the important scene where he realizes that this is his family and, this and is it would make even more sense because he's just been
0: like really emotionally you know and mm. physically beaten up and then if that has happened and then he takes him to the to the lunch with mum yeah, because and he's it, already in that kind of emotional state and he's dragging yeah. him home and he's kind of like, oh, she seems like she's not drinking anymore and stuff and then he's mm-hmm. like, you will do anything to get rid of me and then he has the moment of realisation it's going to be much more powerful.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you do the bit with the guns.
0: Right, yeah. and, and selling the guns and buying the motor and then they have
1: Barry, Kyle Chandler and that's the end of the movie and yeah, all, that whole thing's resolved and it all makes sense. They <laughs> – and you – and you can still end it on them walking away, f- eating ice creams, and throwing a baseball around because that actually kind of makes sense. With- no, they ended on the boat. With the yeah, I know, but it also makes after that. Scene. You probably want to end on the. I don't both know where of you the scenes are also really long. Too. Yeah, and both scenes would be good, and they just need to pick one. And because I was it's so done tired on the boat, by the time it finished, I was just tired. I, thankfully, I had coffee before I went into this. I think I w- I wasn't I didn't didn't have There's great these, expectations these- of it. I was just like, oh. Yeah, fine, I'll watch this.
0: Both this and Jackie are very focused on, like, grief and, like, the Mm. grief right after somebody died this Mm. year. I actually think I might have liked Jackie better.
1: Hmm. Yeah,
0: I think. But I feel like I connected more with Jackie than I did with, like, with her as a character, even though there was a lot of problems with that. I feel like I I connected more with Natalie Portman than I did with Casey Affleck. I feel like she was more interesting.
1: I think I probably liked them both about the same in terms of connecting and teaching me something about grief or whatever. And I felt like Jackie was a little bit more powerful. But but yeah. I, again, well, I
0: didn't feel it. I just wasn't feel like Yeah. And, I think and, Jackie's, and Jackie's got, got a very
1: clear arc
0: as well. Yeah. I think it is the competing grief that kind of pulls you out of it. Like he's already grieving and then there's the, like, the then next. Then you go back into his past and discover the full extent of the grief. Yeah. Yes. And it's all like, okay, so where are we going here? And then they don't resolve it. No. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's. It felt
1: kind of long and wearing, and but
0: pretty. Mm, it was I pretty, could feel what they were trying were to do.
1: They're, and these are very, like, meaty roles. You can imagine actors, like, lining up to be in it. Yeah.
0: I think the thing is, like, it, it is going to be really effective for some people and it is mm. going to work really well for some people and I'm just not one of them.
1: Yeah, I was just surprised I was able to get over my, like – just like going in I was just everything we know about Casey Affleck and what's going on behind the scenes and, you, and I was still able to get past that and enjoy this and enjoy him in this which has surprised me oh and I made that Dior joke after the movie finished. oh yeah <laughs> they think the company's thanked in the credits they're like um Dior is in there and I'm like I could not think of a least a less appropriate costuming for this these kind of people in this kind of world, and it didn't seem. I I don't know, like maybe some of the the jeans and old winter coats were made by Dior. No, I said yeah, um, Michelle, Michelle Williams
0: Ween. in her one really dramatic scene had to wear a Dior coat.
1: I'll have to have a Dior coat, or I won't be in the movie. Yeah. is what I said. Yeah, the that, but what she's wearing in that is actually kind of perfect. They actually characterise her clothes and her earrings and her hair and stuff are absolutely right for like a um. Like a young mum who's never left her small town, kind of, kind of look. I well, it seems like, that like was she appropriately outfitted for that, and, and like her sixteen hundred dollar pram.
0: Yeah. Well, that's. I think she starts out with like when she's with Casey Affleck, it's more of that kind of like grungy, mm-hmm.
1: uh, they're young, plaid working class kind of young thing. working class thing. And that the second husband seems a bit more middle class, and yeah, yeah.
0: And then she kind of changes to fit that. Like she's got the sleek bob hair and the nicer coat and the fancy mm. pram and stuff
1: yeah although there uh, yeah, the coat still strikes me as like belonging in her like in the earlier era with the with the first husband but yeah i don't know I, I, you know what stuff. i know about fashion mm, which yeah. is not
0: very much um <laughs> but yeah i just thought like i i was drifting out of the movie a lot i right. didn't connect with it that much and i was um distracted and i wasn't paying a lot of attention and it I was wriggling around the whole time and I couldn't get comfortable and I was cold and I was mm. you know thinking about all these other things instead of the movie. In fact, I remember the specific time when I got sucked into it was when we discovered what had happened to his family because I'd guessed something like that had happened.
1: Well, yeah, so it's clear something's gone wrong. Like you you don't just, you know, go from having three kids to not having three kids without there being some problem in there. Yes, but I'd guess they died. Well, I'd thought um, they'd been taken off him because he'd been violent or something. That oh, okay. was what I was thinking.
0: No, I guess they died. That was my guess. Um, and then I wasn't surprised when I found that they died. Yes. Sort of made sense. And then when we flashed back to the – during the um, the will thing, the will signing thing, mm. I when he was l- saying goodbye to everybody and the soundtrack was really working mm. and I was like, oh, the house is going to burn down. Yeah. I just kind of knew. But that was when I got totally sucked into it, right? That was yeah. the moment when I was totally in it. And, like, that was the first time that I wasn't thinking about whether or not I had any food left or whether or not I wanted to save any food for later or whether or not I was too cold or whether or not I was uncomfortable. Like, that was the first time in the yeah. whole movie that I was thinking that. And then we went back to the present and then it kind of – I lost that again. <laughs> and I only had it a couple more times yeah. during the movie. I'd
1: been I'd been sucked in way, way before that. So, yeah. Okay. With, and, when and stayed we saw... that way through, yeah, like
0: the middle, I don't know, two hours of it. Okay, I didn't at all. And when we saw Moonlight, that was in the first, like, 10 minutes, I think, mm. that I felt that. And then it was just all the way through. I think part of it is just me. I don't deal well with unstructured movies. Yep. Um, I like to have a movie that is, like, act one, act two, act three. These are the things yeah. that are happening. This is kind of where it's going. I like to have an idea of that sort of thing and have an idea of a plot structure that this movie just doesn't have. No. And it's, it's all about to, feelings and emotions, but yeah. I was really ha- having trouble connecting with that anyway because I didn't connect so well with Casey Affleck.
1: So. And it's trying to immerse you by throwing you off balance because he's thrown off balance and all the other characters right. thrown off balance. But that makes it a lot harder to kind of fully go on the journey with everybody.
0: Yeah. To Fully go on the emotion, Especially journey. if you're not connecting, mm. which was my problem. Yeah. I think I just wasn't. It's a shame we didn't really get to see Kyle, the adult Kyle Chandler interacting much with the teenage Lucas Hedges. Yeah,
1: it was all him as a Because those two,
0: like there's one scene I think when they're in the hospital and, and, mm. and Paddy doesn't get to say very much. Wait,
1: no, he's not even there for no, that. he's he? not there for that. No, they no, so actually no leave scenes. him out of quite a bit of that stuff, which is – Are there any scenes of the two of them as together? As a teen and I don't think so. You, we only have Man, no wonder it's so hard to get in touch with the
0: emotions of this movie if we never even see the d- kid with his dad that he's supposed to be grieving over. Yeah. I'm frustrated with that now. Yeah. Maybe they had conflicting schedules. I don't know. It Yeah, it is a bit odd. <laughs> it only just occurred to me that we never – if we never see them together, how are we supposed to buy it? Mm. We've only seen the little brunette kid who is clearly not Lucas Hedges with his dad.
1: No, and that's clearly like seven or eight years earlier. Right. and Yeah, and that's the only time – and. I think it's supposed to show the time that, that um, Casey Affleck's been away. But he's obviously – he's come back. Yeah. Because he's come back to find out that Kyle Chandler had that Yeah, problem. he's obviously been back in town more than once.
0: Yeah. Although, when did Kyle Ch- find that out? I don't know. Well, when Again. he was still
1: with Gretchen Moll, but then we see her, like, passed out naked and drunk on the I'll couch. The bad guy. And he's still little, the kid. Yeah. At that point. So – like, but I didn't- is she like that before
0: they find out in the hospital? Yeah, well, about that's, the- it's not
1: clear because, because she's still around, but then, like, he's got to leave her at some, or she's got to leave at some point. Do, does she leave at the point where they find out he's sick? Like, I, it's very hard to find out, to real, to work that out. Uh, and, like, by the time his dad dies, everyone is happily buying the line that she was an alcoholic and she left town and we don't really want to get involved there. Well, the kid's not. He still no, wants to he's fine. But, I mean all the other adults, right? Yeah. The the fact that it's so easily dismissed as they, an option. Well, they the, so yeah, that it's so simply and easily like a kid with a living parent is not sent back to that living parent is mm. pretty like she's got to have done something very serious and abusive and troubling. Right. But again, not fully
0: explained. No, and the timeline of that is confusing.
1: Yeah. And How like,
0: long did they know about this sickness? How long has this been going on for? It would have been good to see him be sick at some point and hmm. see the teenage Lucas Hedges dealing with that. Yeah, yeah. And so he, that we get more of an idea of Lucas Hedges' journey in this movie yeah. because his journey
1: in this movie takes such a backseat to Casey Athletes yeah, and, and yet he's so the, important. Yeah, and you only see the tail end of it. Whereas if he has found out when he's like nine years old, as is implied, that his dad's been sick for all, these, all this time, all through his teen years – I mean, he's got to have known about it and his dad seems pretty practical and he's made all these practical arrangements for his care and all this kind of stuff. And obviously, at some point, the mother has proven herself unfit because he's made very specific arrangements for a very specific person to take care of the kid and and her not to be involved and all this kind of stuff. He's clearly coped with it by being busy and popular and, you know, being like putting himself, being really outgoing and out there and putting on a good face and all that kind of stuff, but you don't see that character develop mm. especially not from the little kid who's like you know making shark jokes or like playing well, he on his ds
0: doesn't have enormous amount of personality as a kid
1: no right um, he but does then, a little bit a he teenager, tells his dad
0: he tells um, his uncle like stop swearing and shut up and he's you know that that the, the actually we get more of him as a personality in those first five minutes than the rest of the film mm. but then as a teenager he's really interesting and yeah like, really fun because
1: yeah exactly and he's really outgoing and out there and mm. like He's really grabbing, like, life by the, you know, whatever, neck, balls, I don't know the word I'm looking for. But he's, like, he's fully engaged in living his life, right? Yeah. Which makes sense to someone who's had a sick parent through their teen years.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought it was also interesting. I mean, the dads also obviously supported him through a lot of that stuff. Mm. And I also thought it was interesting that they – I like that the movie gives value to a teenager's life. Like, Mm. his – His stability, his school, his band, all these things that are important to him are important things. They're not just brushed over Mm. for the sake of, like, the adult's life. Yeah. Um, I I liked that that was given weight and importance. Mm -hmm. I just wish they'd resolved it in a different way. Yeah. That was one of the things I did. I I think, like, this movie would have been so much more interesting if it had focused a lot more on Paddy and his journey and what he was going through and stuff. Because he's so secondary and really, it's about how his things affect Lee. And like the breakdown that he has as well, where Casey Affleck's just like, I don't know what to do with you. You're like, you can't like maybe work it out a little bit. You can't think of something. Mm-hmm. Really? This is how emotionally stunted you are that you can't work it out a little well, bit. Even though when your kids were like, he looked,
1: seemed to be a really good dad when his kids were little, right? Well, I mean, kind of, but he also, I actually thought he did a good job of that in terms of like he didn't—he really didn't know how to parent a teenager. He'd never gotten to that stage with his That's kids. True. And, but he can't but he also kind of figures something out. Yeah, but also at that at early on, he—he's thinking, "Oh, this is temporary. I'm not going. I'm—I'm I'm not the best person to do this job." And so he's basically treating this teenager like an adult. What do you want me to do? What do you do? What do you? Well, you know what what's this happening and he, he just pretty much lets him do anything until there's a point where that horrible first girlfriend who's like is such a dick the day after this guy's brother has died and this guy's dad has died she says the breakfast table where he's trying to make all the freaking phone calls you have to make after somebody yeah. dies she's like um maybe maybe i can't remember the character's name maybe he shouldn't be around here for this Patty. like and it's On the one hand, that's very teenagery. Like, I know everything, and I am smarter than you. Well, she also ruins the night before when they're talking about Star Trek, and she's like, "I can't believe we're talking about Star Trek right now." And you're like, "It's clearly a distraction." And he—he's just like, "You know what? I—we've just been through a funeral, and I don't want other people in the house right now. I'm going to set these boundaries around our relationship. I'm going to behave like the adult much later." No, but it's just after the memorial. Yeah, but it takes him a while to get there. Yeah. First of all, he's just like, "Oh." This is just an almost adult who I have to kind of work with.
0: Yeah, he does that but then he he says no to Sylvia coming but then the breakdown is after that and then he's still going, what do you want me to do? What do you need me to do? And you're like,
1: he can't make that decision right now. He's in the middle of a panic attack. He sort of does but then he kind of realises that the best thing for him to do is just sit there. And he does. He sits there with the kid until the kid falls asleep. Yeah. It's just so frustrating. Like I found it really frustrating
0: that Mm. they didn't have any like – there wasn't any emotional kind of resolution to that arc, mm. right? Like, there wasn't. That that whole arc of, the, of their relationship, which is the core relationship for mm. the movie, doesn't resolve. It doesn't get to a point where they, like, yell and scream at each other and break down and then, like, you know, reconnect. It doesn't get mm. to a point
1: where they have, like… They don't have a, a resolution like he does with um his ex-wife.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's the most important relationship in the movie. So, when you come mm. out of it and you haven't finished that, I just… I found this movie like, yeah, I this is not a style of movie that I like very much I found mm. it frustrating. I'm not normally and,
1: into this either and it's very stressful. Like, yeah, it's was, quite stressful to watch. It was
0: stressful but not even in like a kind of, for me it wasn't even stressful in like an emotionally interesting way for most of the movie. It was mm. just stressful like to try and figure out what was mm. happening and where it was going and stuff. Yeah. And so I thought some of the performances were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it looked pretty just didn't connect. Mm. It didn't, didn't do anything for me, really.
1: Mm. Oh, I guess we can wrap up then. Uh What are you giving it?
0: Three stars.
1: Oh, right. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to go for three and a half on this, which I think is what I gave Jackie. It was too well made for me to not mm. like. Yeah, you know, give it anything
0: that's positive. Yeah, like it's just too well made for that. But at the same time, it's mm. I didn't really connect with it at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to find old episodes or read the show notes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to find us on social media, we are facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens at screen underscore queens on Twitter and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.